From home repair to remodeling, this is making your home great. I think this is going to be an interesting conversation. We've got uh, real estate as our first topic uh, in our number one. Tanya Wicker Hunt of, G- of Wicker Squared at T- uh, Coal Banker Howard Perry in Walston. I'm going to have a hard time adjusting to the fact that I'm not also introducing Julie. I know Julie's not able to make it today, but she is here in spirit. Maybe she'll call in yeah. to say hello as well. All right. I think you need to drag that microphone over to where you are. Sorry about that. Uh, Tanya Wicker Hunt of Wicker Squared and Doug Anderson of Town Mortgage of the Carolinas. How you doing? Good, good. Good afternoon. Good. I, I'll tell you a quick story. My, uh, You can't hear? You can't hear? You. Can you hear me speaking? Okay, the headphones are working. Can you hear me now? No, I can't hear you now. R- move the move the other microphone over. Yeah. Testing. Oh, you sound good. You sound good. Just make sure you're close to to the mic, and we'll be fine. Um, tell you a quick story. My wife and I realized that maybe our ten year mortgage was was a little pricey, and we went back to the bank. And we said, you know, we'd like to stretch this out. Uh, we got the ten year when we thought maybe I wouldn't o- would only last about eight years. You know, <laughs> I, I I I honestly we I but I said well I want to pay this off right quick. And we said, well, let's stretch it out to twenty or thirty. Let's be be interesting with it. They laughed us out of the house. They laughed us out of the house because we had. An interest rate, two and uh, a little bit more. Okay, I can't get that now, can I? Mm, no, no, unfortunately not. <laughs> and I don't. It's not coming back, is it, Doug? I never say never. Or always in this business, you know, it's probability of it going as low as it went. Yeah. You know, during the I call it stimmy check yeah. environment. COVID. There was a lot of fiscal policy put in place to kind of keep the economy going, and yeah, it it went too low. Uh, the money was below cheap, um, and it created a, a feeding frenzy type environment where now the the pendulum has swung the other way, and it's you know the rates are, are I guess the rates are preventing you from benefiting from a refinance, even if you want to take a twenty or thirty year term. Right. Yeah. yeah. So so we've just determined the Alexander family has just determined that the smartest thing for us to do is to stand pat and not move. Yeah. In fact, even if we want to move, we have to pay a higher interest rate. That's correct. Yeah. Create squatters. Yeah. You, even if you want to move and you could benefit from moving, you're like hesitant because of the payment. And I have some clients like that. I mean, yeah. they have a awesome two point something percent rate. They've got a ton of equity in their home. They want to downsize. Right. But. They look at the interest rate now, you know, and to find something, they're going to pay more for a smaller house. Right. You know, because, I mean, their their loan payment is so minimal at the moment. So you do have some people like that. I mean, we still, so we're looking for people that people right now are moving if they have to move, whether right. it's location, a life change, right? whether they're upsizing, downsizing, um, a lateral move job situation um but those during the feeding frenzy that when rates were so low i think people a lot of people moved that 
didn't think about moving because it it was interest rates were so low. Right. They're like, we'll do it now. But we still have a ton of people that need to buy a home. And we're right. able to help buy a home. Even though the interest rates have gone up, you're still borrowing money lower than what the average is, history of average of mortgage rates, correct? Oh, it's, it's definitely, if you look at the 50-year average of rates, I mean, te- in the teens and 20s used to be, really? the, be the norm. Um, the fact that they're below 10 is, you know, a, a historically low, you know, rate. Um, and kind of on that subject matter, when I have, when I talk to squatters, um, the people who <laughs> don't want to walk away from that mortgage, but they need to move, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of times we're recommending, well, you, you, most people, and this is my first impression when I bought my first house, I yeah. thought that I had to buy, and then I had to sell my house to buy another house. No okay. one told me, hey, you can keep this house and buy another house. And so what I talked to a lot of customers about, well, if you don't want to walk away from your house, your payment one should think of it as an investment vehicle. Yeah. Turn it into an investment property. Keep that low mortgage payment. Keep that low interest rate. Yeah. Rent it out to a good family and make positive cash flow. That positive cash flow, let's say your payment's 1000 bucks and you can rent it out for 2000 bucks. Yeah. Take that positive cash flow and apply it to your new house that you just bought with a higher interest rate and the higher payment. Right. Um, rates are artificially high right now. I think um, there's going to be a time in the near future that I'll be able to call my customers and say, hey, rates are low. Yeah. We're, re- we're dropping your rate two points. And, you know, th- the, the refinance boom is just, it's just, it's going to happen. We don't right. know when. Right. It's you know, kind of like you see clouds off in the distance, you know, it's going to thunder one of these days. And, yeah. and rates will come down and they may come down for a 24-hour period. They might come down for a two-week period. They might come down for <laughs> a half a year. Might have to hurry. Yeah. We'll, we'll go ahead. You got to be in touch with it. Um, I have customers who've seen refinance opportunities. I said, well, that was last week. You didn't call me back. <laughs> you missed yeah. it. Yeah. You know, so. That's right. They did drop last week. Well. A yeah, little. Yeah, they're a little bit. But I'm talking about like a, a two-point drop or a one-point drop where you see just a, a, some you know, economic news or some data or earthquake or whatever creates some sort of rate drop that's, yeah. you know, just like stock crashes. If that happens, can I still benefit from that? I mean, I, you know, there's closing costs and other mm-hmm. costs associated with, with refi. Yeah. I mean, no, normally when I refinance a customer, let's say they're in a 30-year mortgage, we, yeah. we, we definitely want to, we have to legally, North Carolina has a benefit to borrower test. So I can't just randomly refinance you for the fun of it. Um, and there's a lot of predatory lending laws in place to make sure I don't take advantage of you. Yeah. You know, the little old lady who might get, you know, sweet talked into refinancing over and over and over again, that there's laws in place to prevent that. It's a right. very safe process, but you can do a couple things when you refinance. You can, you can look at the payment drop. You can look at an interest rate drop. Maybe you can shorten the term from a 30 year to a 25 year. Uh, maybe you take a little cash out and get rid of a 20% credit card. Um, you know, it's all, Right, you know, financing. Right. You can you can have those strategies. When when I talk to customers, it's consulting. It's it's consulting. I'm not selling them anything. I'm I'm saying, well, if you're going to refinance, you know, you want to. You told me earlier you wanted to pay your house off one of these days and retire. Let's keep you on track for that. So let's not take out another thirty year mortgage. Let's take out a shorter term and and you know get a rate drop, payment drop, and a shorter term. That's the the math really starts adding up when you do that. It's going to happen. The refinance rate is going to happen, but I don't. I don't know if I can ever replace your ten-year, you know, interest rate in the twos. That's that's a. Uh, we, you know, yeah, knock wood. We're we did pretty well. Good timing. Um, good timing. You know, and and good timing is it's an important thing because we bought at one point 
in Fuquay Arena before Fuquay Arena was Hollywood. Right. Right. Before it was it was a strong market. And then remember when everybody was walking away from the mortgage because they were underwater. We were never underwater. Yeah. And then we sold pretty well because we were well, we were in the hot property area. Um and people were were offering money real fast mm-hmm. to to you know to take your house. All right, so let's do this. We're going to do something different. You can text us your questions to 919-368-3996. Very important you write down that number if you want to ask us a question during the program today. 919-368-3996. I'll mention it again in a little bit. We're talking with Doug Anderson of Town Mortgage of the Carolinas. You want to talk to a banker today. This, this would be a good opportunity for you. Also, Tanya Wicker Hunt of Wicker Squared at Colwell Banker Howard Perry in Walston. And maybe, just maybe, Steve Pate, the home inspector, will be on the show today. We're looking forward to that. So I was reading in the WRAL Tech Wire, which comes out with you know real estate news every now and then, they say that we are a hot market. One of the top three hot markets in the country. Is this true? That is true. Yeah. You know, in um, U.S. News this week, we're rated number one. Yeah. With Denver, Colorado is number two. And Durham is tied for number three with Austin, Texas. And then you've got Phoenix yeah. is number four and Richmond, Virginia is number five. So yeah. when we hear the news that, you know, there's been a drop in yeah. housing, you know, homes that have been bought or sold. Right. That's national news right. a lot of the times. And we got to keep it local. Our local market is still strong and has remained strong. And it did last time when there was the crash in 2007, 2008. I mean, we it just affected us a little bit. So people have to realize... Our weather is great here. Yeah. We've got all the universities. We've got all the hospitals. Mm-hmm. We've got Research Triangle Park. We've got all the new companies coming in. Right. I mean, people are moving to our area. Tanya, you bring up a great D- point. I mean, daily. during 2008, the big recession that went on for four or five years, mm-hmm. Raleigh was the least um, affected as far as downsize goes right. in, during, in, as a percentage of home ownership value drop. Right. And you mentioned, you know, being underwater. Um, there was people underwater, but we were less underwater than most markets. And if you had just kept your house, right, um, it would the value went down, then the value went up. So anybody who sold during that time was panic selling or had to sell, right. Um, but the panic sellers, you know, really give the, gave themselves a disservice. They should have just wrote out the house. You still need a house, and why sell it when you're losing money? And all those, if they look back in time at those houses and they looked at who bought them and what they're worth now, they would, you know, buyer yeah. sellers remorse would be the good, good sign. But sometimes, I mean, people need to sell, yeah. you know, so it may not be the right timing in the market, but someone has to sell because of a personal situation. Yeah. So, yeah, I happens. mean, there are those, there are those things yeah. that go on. So in the same article they say, and I, you know, I kind of. I drilled down on some of the data because it says, well, median home prices of existing homes nationally 
were up 1.3% over a year. Now, 1.3%, that's not much. In the triangle, prices grew at a rate three times as high. That's right. Okay, now, you can look at it a lot of different ways. As a buyer, you're saying, well, you know, the prices are, you know, holding steady or, you know, being increased a bit. As a homeowner, I want that to go as high as it can. Yeah, this is investment. Yeah. Yeah, this is, I, I mean, how do we build wealth other than real estate? Uh, homeownership has always been a, one of the best, if not the best way to build wealth. Um, in fact, I handed uh, Tanya a study from the Federal Reserve, and I send this out pretty pretty frequently. It's old. It's an old study, but it's an accurate one no matter when you look at it. Yeah. And it basically compared two identical twins, you know, making mm-hmm. a certain amount of income and one twin buys a home and the other twin rents a home yeah, you know, or rents an apartment. And no matter what income bracket uh, uh, that you chose or you were in, let's say you made fifty to $100,000 per year, yeah. the renter's average net worth at the end of life was around $25,000 saved. And the same twin that bought a home had an average net worth of almost 200000 Yeah. Um, on average, it's a 5 to 10x wealth builder compared to just – throwing money out the window at renting. So homeownership, and it, this is, it's market resistant. It doesn't matter what the rates were. I mean, over the last 50 years, this is a study that's just an ongoing wealth builder. And so why do you think the government uh, wants people to own homes? Well, they've created loan programs, FHA, VA, conventional yeah. financing. They know yeah. that's, that that is, is one of the best ways to build wealth and, and security and savings. Yeah. And I could, I think eventually the government just wants to take all that wealth from me. But that's another topic for another show. <laughs> yeah. I just I just think, you know, anytime I get 10 bucks, I think, well, the government's going to take eight. I can't disagree with you. Okay. All right. In, in studio, Doug Anderson of Town Mortgage of the Carolinas and Tanya Wicker Hunt of Wicker Square to Colwell Banker, Howard Perry and Walston. This is making your home great. Uh, write this number down, 919-368-3996. Now, uh, that number is the number to text us your questions today. Or if you want to be on the radio, 919-860-9783. I'll even feed you if you come up with a question. Call us now at 919-860-9783. This is Making Your Home Great. Making Your Home Great. FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF, making your home great. We're on the radio live on a Saturday afternoon. 919-860-9783 is the telephone number if you want to call in a question. If you want to text, 919-368-3996. Okay, let's take it back to Real Estate 101. Okay, the the really beginning. I have to admit that we when we bought a home, there were a lot of things we didn't know would come up. One of the things that came up was that the bank just they put us through the ringer. They said, "No, you got to get that number higher. You got to get that score higher." And I said, "Okay, all right. What do I do that? Well, you got to pay off that that heating bill from Wilmington." We're like, we've never lived in Wilmington. Yeah, but guess what? There's a heating bill in your name. Okay. So what is the process of buying a home, really? 
Yeah, either one of you. I mean, from the if assuming you need financing. Yeah, and oh, a lot I of people. A lot of people do. Um, we're looking at credit. We're looking at your income, yeah. and we're looking at your assets, your savings, and then yeah. put those pieces together, and we establish a budget. And you mentioned credit. Um, we pull a professional grade credit report, and yeah. when I say we, the banking industry has a standard. I call it professional grade versus amateur. Um, the professional grade credit report will pick up. It's amazing. That's a twenty year history of you. Yeah. Yeah. You'll see oh, anything yeah. and everything you've ever had from you know for the last ten to fifteen years minimum. And what shows up is things that you don't even know about uh, that don't show up. Um, small medical. You know, you forgot to pay the twenty five dollar copay. Yep. Uh, that's a pretty common thing. You know, you go to the hospital and there's 15 different people billing you, and you forget. You know, one of those mm-hmm. your insurance company didn't code it correctly and didn't get paid, and all of a sudden you find out the hard way. Right. Um, there's things like theft, identity theft. Uh, somebody opened a cell phone in your name, didn't know about it. Yes. Um, there's sometimes collection agencies just you have a, you have a common name, and they'll throw a credit <laughs> yes. uh, a collection against you. Um, you know, your name is. Doug Anderson, and there, there used to be a Doug Anderson in Raleigh, honestly, that had pretty bad credit because he used to get calls on him all the time. <laughs> but, you know, they, they will sometimes just do name association, come yeah. after you, and you basically have to prove, hey, that wasn't me. You know, here's my my identity. Here's my information. Prove to me that that Social Security number matches the collection account. So yeah. uh, most people find out the hard way um, that there might be something lingering on your credit that and you didn't know about. There is there a target number yeah. for a score? In general, anything above 620 is kind of what I call generally available. Um, it gets better the better your score is. Um, uh, we at the bank actually have a full-time credit team, and I'll, I'll take folks with perfectly good credit and and give them score-boost advice uh, yeah. just to help them with their payment. Um, what happens with, with credit is credit equals rate equals how much your payment is and affects a lot of things. And so the, the lower your credit score is, the higher risk you are. And the higher risk you are, the higher the rate is and the higher the mortgage insurance. And even your homeowner's insurance uh, right. can be more expensive as a result of your credit profile. So I say the first thing I would say is either check your own credit score or talk to a banker and get a professional-grade credit poll and I want this in well in advance of, of talking to, you know, and looking at homes and talking to your real estate agent like Tanya. And, and because, you know, you know, it's a preparatory process. You don't just wake up and say, I want to buy a $300,000 house today, do you? And so no. and a lot of people do that. They just get on, get on a website and go, oh, that's pretty. I, I really like that. Let me go look at it. And they have not even thought about the, the steps of buying a home. That's right. Sometimes I'll get people, um, you'll meet them or they'll call about a listing or something and they're like, my first question is, are you working with another realtor? Right. Because we don't want to step on someone else's toes. I mean, and so if they say no, I'm not, you know, have you yeah. talked to a lender? No, I'm I'm not thinking about doing anything for six months. And I always try to get them to go ahead and, and talk to Town Mortgage because just like Doug said, I mean, there may be things on your credit that you don't even know, right. those minor medical bills that... Um, or disagreements of something, you know, I had somebody, one time they were buying a million dollar house and had a $200 medical or Mm. something that they didn't like, they didn't feel like they needed to pay, but it affected their credit score. So sometimes it takes what, 90 days to get that off once you submit it. And if they're paying Mm -hmm. off a credit card to kind of have the next month come out where it's able to bump up your, 
credit score by taking care of that. So that's why you you want before, before I put them on a search a lot of times, unless they've talked to a lender, I think I can afford this. Well, let's Mm. talk to a lender and find out what you will qualify for. And if there's anything that you need to do with the lender helping you to improve that credit score. So when you're ready, you're ready and, and you're, and they've got you to the point they can take your financial snapshot today right. and tell you what you need to do to work on it. So when you're ready to submit an offer, you're going to be able to get the best possible rate at that time. And once you clean those things up, let's say, you know, everybody's got a spot or two on the on the credit score. You clean those things up. Then what? You you we go to town mortgage. And we say, all right, how much can I afford? Mm-hmm. Is yeah. that is that really what the question is? That's my favorite question, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I look at your, if you're paying rent, for yeah. example, I ask you, is that a good number? Can you go higher? Can you go lower? Can you use that just right? Right. Um, that's always a good gauge. If, if you're comfortable at paying $2,000 a month in rent, then you should be comfortable paying a mortgage. If that helps, sure. if your cash flow, I mean, there, there there's, there's, there's advisors and guidance on on what debt ratios should be and how much of your housing expense should be related to your your income. Uh, everybody's a little bit different, but you know, it, once you want it to be comfortable, you don't want to be house poor and where your entire paycheck goes towards making your payment and then you can't afford to go, you know, out out on a date night. Um, right. The the guidance, you know, we we in the industry have like a forty three or forty five percent debt ratio, and which is actually pretty generous if you think about it. All right, we're going to talk about debt ratio in just a little bit. We're talking about mortgages, but we're also talking about real estate. Tanya Wicker Hunt of Wicker Square to Colwell Banker Howard Perry and Walston and Doug Anderson of Town Mortgage. You want to jump in on this conversation? Nine one nine. Eight six zero nine seven eight three. This is making your home great on FM ninety eight five and AM six eighty WPTF. FM ninety eight five AM six eighty WPTF. This is making your home great. We're always on the air one o'clock Saturdays on WPTF. With Tanya Wicker Hunt of Wicker Square to Colwell Banker Howard Perry and Walston and Doug Anderson of Town Mortgage. Now, Doug's been talking about what you do. It's a weird situation. You want to buy a house? First step is the bank. The second step is Tanya and Julie. That's right. You need a good realtor to have your back and to help guide you through the process of of buying a home. What also questions, selling a home. What questions do you ask of people? They just walk in off the street. They get an appointment with you, and they say, we don't want to buy a house. What do you ask them about? First question is, are you working with a real estate agent? Because mm-hmm. sometimes there are buyers that they don't realize. I mean, they think, we'll just call. We'll just talk to 10 different agents. What people have to realize is you need to work with one agent. Right. And, um, of course, we take our time to help you, to guide you through that process. Um, and they say, no, I'm not working with anyone. Um, great. Um, have you talked to a lender? So that's my second question. Right, right. No. You know, if they say no, then I direct them to um, town mortgage and at HPW. If they say yes, I ask who it is. Right. Hopefully it's another local lender. That's awesome. But would you like a second opinion? 
I direct him to town mortgage. Yeah. Um, but, and especially if they are talking to an online lender, mm. an out-of-state lender, um, we like to discourage that for the buyer's benefit. Because if you're dealing with a multiple offer situation and you've got three, four, five offers. Yeah. And they're pretty much the price and terms are the same. Yeah. But this one guy has an out-of-state lender or an an online lender. As listing agents, we're going to recommend to that seller that they go with that local lender, that we can walk in that lender's office and put eyes on them if something's going awry in the transaction. And we know we have somebody to talk to where you're just a number in those big companies or the out-of-state companies. So that's number two question. Yeah. The other is we sit down and, and talk to them. What are you looking for? You know, um, is it a single person? Is it a family? Are they an older couple downsizing? Are mm-hmm. they moving to the area? What, you know, what are you looking for? Are, is it for investment? We find out what their needs are. Right. And then um, we found out the areas. Are you, do you work from home? Do you need to be a certain location from your job? Kind yeah. of find out the radius of where they're looking, and then we'll put them on a search. How many bedrooms? How many baths? Um, is there a certain age of home you're looking for? Um, find out what their criteria is, and then we'll set them up on an on an online search, and we'll walk through that with them. Um, I like to kind of take them out. We, we'll put them on that search, yeah, but then also point out certain homes, and then we as agents. You know, we have our network of other agents. Maybe there's some homes that are just coming on the market, and we're mm-hmm. thinking, oh, that might fit our customers' needs, our clients' needs. Um, but it's great when we can get them in the car and go around and look at some homes. And now with the market not being in a frenzy like it was, mm-hmm. I mean, I have seen, and um, I've talked to several other agents, um, we've seen in the last two or three weeks, we've seen it heat up the market is starting to heat up again i don't know if we'll get to where we were um in the in the frenzy stage but definitely we're seeing more multiple offers we're seeing things go under contract um a little quicker right um there's still price appreciation and where we're seeing the correction for people is if that seller priced that home a little too high um thinking that they can just throw out any price and there are some sellers still that are trying to you know, test the market a little bit. So that's where you see the price corrections a lot of times. And when we see that the price, that there are a lot of price corrections, people taking the price lower, that shouldn't discourage us and think, well, real estate's not a better investment than something else. No, it's it's just a price correction for whatever reason. Yeah, It was priced too high to start with mm-hmm. is mainly what the reason is. Or there's something about that particular home Um that is causing pause for buyers to right. not jump on it immediately. Should know? I worry about a home that's been on the market for a hundred days? No, not necessarily. We need to t- go and take a look at it. Yeah. You know, just last week with a buyer, um, it was two. I think it was two seventy. It was a townhome. It'd been on the market forty days with this new agent, but cumulative days of I think one hundred and twenty. Mm. And of course, when we go to look at it. You know, while we're in there, perfect for my buyer. And I call the agent while we're in the home. And she says, oh, I'm just waiting on final signatures now. It's like, 
Wouldn't you know? I mean, that does happen, yeah. even though something's been on the market. So here you've got two offers. So we submit an offer, and yeah. the other offer um, was the more favorable offer for this for this particular listing. But that's what we're saying. Just because something has been sitting on the market, maybe it was priced too high, and it needs a price reduction. Maybe it just had a price reduction. And now that it finally got the price adjustment, right. um, you're seeing buyers go look at the home and submit offers. So getting and back some to- of that, Tanya, it's uh, sellers will finally start listening to their listing agent and say, Egg. you know, you're right. I need to put carpet. I need to spend some money on and paint. Yeah. And so they'll do a reset of the house and improve the quality of it and make it more marketable. Then it'll come back on the market. Yeah. I mean, we, we still need to do that, right? We still need to paint. We still need to address carpet issues if they exist. Right. I mean, each house, the what we need to do to get it ready to list, yeah. um, it's dependent on that house. But overall, make that house sparkle, clean. Yeah. yeah. Get the curb pill. I mean, even if the house looks terrible inside, at least... Um, give it a cute curb appeal to get someone in the door because maybe it does need a ton of renovations and that it's just not worth it to to do it for that seller but the the little things that you can do some paint carpet but it's 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 house specific i'm supposed to make the house look as generic as possible right and take down the pictures of grandma that's right you want when somebody's coming in we're kind of getting off the of the buyer thing, but let's talk about yeah. the seller a little bit. But yeah. you want when someone's sees your home on the internet for the first time, you know, because ninety eight percent of searches start online. Yeah, from people locally and nationally, and sometimes internationally. So that is their first eyes on your home, right? The first impression, and I say you don't get a second chance at a first impression. Make it your best first impression to make that buyer want to save your house as a favorite and then contact their agent and say, I want to go look at this house yeah. and then get them in the door. But if they can't even get past those pictures online, yeah. you're never going to get that opportunity. So you got to make it um, appeal to the masses. Don't depersonalize that home. Get mm-hmm. the pictures out of there. Get the extra accessories out of the home you know sometimes it can be offensive to sellers if if we say declutter your home so we like to say depersonalize it yeah you know um get the extra knickknacks down you don't need it um so with my sellers i go through um and sometimes it's a little you know they're like oh i don't want to do that but but i try and show them pictures of my other listings i like my listings and the pictures to look as close to a model home as perfect right i mean it may be a 15-year-old home that's been loved and lived in, but via the internet, you can, I hire a photographer who takes incredible pictures. I come through and help the seller stage the home. And I don't mean we need to go out and buy new furniture and accessories. Mm -hmm. No, we depersonalize it, work with what you have. Sometimes we're adding some things in, even take those curtains down from the 90s and the early 2000s the little <laughs> fluffy curtains they do nothing to help i love my fluffy curtains well they're wonderful if they're dated and you're trying to appeal to the masses today <laughs> right take those down and then let the natural light come in yeah and it it looks so much better in pictures cleaner i mean t- take your 
toiletries out of the shower goodness for those pictures <laughs> and on the counter we don't need to know what kind of shampoo you use you know i mean make someone looking at that pictures make it appeal to them where they can imagine themselves in that house okay let's get back to that buyer okay the young person they're paying rent right right they're paying they rent. have they have no idea what do i do right? right what do you do so they come they they call us or they walk in are you working with a realtor no okay great have you spoken to a lender yes or no either way i'm going to have them talk to doug at town mortgage okay um step number two number three what are you looking for right first we want to find out what they qualify for but in the meantime what are you looking for what area are you looking to be in and maybe if they don't know we do a tour of the area i call it especially for people coming in from out of the area Mm -hmm. you know it's the you know five dollar tour you take them you know for a ride around the triangle area to fill out neighborhoods and areas that they like and then we're able to rein in that search once we hear back from the the lender and what they're qualified for then we can you know zero down we know what we're looking at Mm -hmm. then we go look at homes right and they find a a home that they like you know before we even get in the car to look at the home so i'm going through the process of what it takes to buy a home yeah no so we've got them set up got them qualified and now we're talking about you know the due diligence process what it takes yeah um when you find a house we're ready to write an offer some of the things you're going to do is going to be sales price there's two forms of money that you're going to um submit in that offer you've got due diligence money and earnest money so the due diligence money is non-refundable from the time of executed contract right it's made directly to the seller yeah. it's your skin in the game so it, during that process I'm going to set up, and I make it really seamless and easy. I mean, Julie does the same. That's why it's great to work with us because we are hands-on throughout that whole process and even after the close. Um, So you're going to make sure we're going to set up our inspector, um, whatever inspections you have. Like I just had someone go under contract. I haven't had this in a while where we had well, septic, you know, you've got termites, the normal or termites, home, and radon. You know, and then you're also going to have a survey. We're going to order that for you. We're going to set up the closing attorney for you. Um, and basically, when we have the inspection, we're going to get the re- the inspection report back. Buyers are asking for repairs, but it's not, don't ask for everything on the report, but ask for what's needed, the critical stuff. You know, plumbing, electrical. If there's roof issues. If there's um, mold or... Right. fungus in the crawl space we talked to we talked to brock right you know? um but we have contractors for anything that you need to deal with for that inspection so i'll get estimates for those things um we'll submit we'll go over that report and submit the items to the seller and request that they fix you yeah. know abc sure now our homes in north carolina are sold as is as per stated in the contract a seller doesn't have to do anything right but sometimes they will more likely than not they will take care of anything that could be considered a material fact because if they don't and they don't fix it now they have to disclose it on that property disclosure to the next buyer so it's in that seller's best interest we've got yeah. a buyer yeah you know ready willing and able this is what they're asking for if i don't now i'm going to have to disclose it 
right? So a lot of times we can work those things out. Yeah. Whether a credit or we use our um, contractors after closing or they have their own vendors that take care of it prior to closing. Okay. Appraisal is another thing. Yeah. Um, that we need, you know, the lender is going to order the appraisal. We want to make sure it appraises. That's why when we put that offer in, we're running comps prior to submitting that offer to make sure you're not overextending the price of that, that it's going to appraise, you know, unless it's the situation where you need to go over in order to win the offer if it's a multiple offer. In some cases, people are asking so much for a property, but it then appraises for less. Well, how do you work that out, Doug? Well, yeah, I mean that's a that's a lender. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's more of um, if it's over the list price. Yeah, then there is an appraisal addendum that the buyer says, "I want this property." Like I have a home that's closing on Tuesday. Yeah, in our market, I mean, we had multiple offers. They went twenty thousand over. Um, so that buyer submitted an appraisal addendum that yeah. said. I agree if it doesn't appraise to pay the difference between appraisal value yeah. and the sales price, the contract price. So that's on the buyer um, to do that. Yeah, and if you're if you're a buyer that you know is, needs 100% financing and the house doesn't appraise, there's a yeah. there's a problem. Yeah, right. if you have a buyer that's well qualified, has a cushion, maybe they're doing 20% down. Sure, uh, we can make it where they don't have to. Pr- to put more than the original dollar amount down, yeah. uh, the bridge the gap thing, or they can bring additional money to bridge the gap and kind of keep the same scenario. But it's not always a fatal. I think when we do our approvals, when we qualify our buyers, we talk to the agents about, do they have that cushion? Can they, right. can they qualify still if they have to overbid for a house? And, okay. and it's an important part of the early conversation. If you want to text us a question, 919 368 3996. That's 368-3996. You want to call us up and ask a question, uh, 919-860-9783. We're going to talk about this earnest money versus the uh, the other money. What is it? Due, due diligence? I want to find out the definitions of both of those coming up. Uh, call us up, 919-860-9783. This is Making Your Home Great. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. This is Making Your Home Great. Tanya Wicker-Hunt of Wicker Square to Colwell Banker Howard Perry in Walston and Doug Anderson of Town Mortgage of the Carolinas. We're talking about real estate. So you had a question for, for Tanya. Yeah, Tanya, this came in. Um, this is a good one. Um, my husband and I are hoping to be first-time home buyers, but are deeply worried about everything going on in the market. Basically, we have a lot of questions, and the more research we do on our own, the more terrified we become. Pretty, pretty common, yeah. question, you know, pretty common problem. The internet and family members' advice. Wow, that's that's my favorite. <laughs> when, um, oh, Aunt Sally or Uncle Bob, yeah. you know, they've yeah. bought one house thirty years ago, and yes. they're giving advice on whether you what house you should get. You know, yeah. should you buy, should you not buy? So, 50% down. Exactly. You, <laughs> you need to talk to the experts. You need to have a great realtor in your corner that can walk you through 
those scenarios and talk to you about what you're hearing yes. in the news. And what is the news about? It's mm-hmm. about to sensationalize, right? They sensationalize everything. Yeah. You know, I remember when I lived in um, California for years and my parents, you know, were here in Sanford yeah. and they'd call me, oh my gosh, I heard about the fires. Are you guys okay? <laughs> well, you know, have you evacuated? I'm like, well, the fires are the Santa Ana's, which are not near us, but they make <laughs> it sound like, you know, it's all over. Like the whole state is evacuating, right? right? So, I mean, you got to take everything in perspective. So, as far as the horror stories, you know, our market remains strong. Yeah. Yes, it is a good time to buy a home. Rates are up. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. But buy that home today that you love, mm-hmm. that benefits you and your family or you by yourself if it's a starter home. And then when rates come down, that's what you have a great lender for because they put you on, It's you're in a queue. Yeah. They know what your rate is. And they track when rates come down and it's time for you because it makes sense for the cost you're putting in for the closing costs and what you're saving on the rate. They know when it's the right time. So just like Doug said earlier, he's going to reach out to you, but don't sit on it. You know, when he's reaching out, it means you got to make a move and because the rates change constantly. So if you're getting a call from a lender saying, hey, it's good for you to refinance. Not many people are getting that right now because, you know, unless they bought last summer and it's around that six-month period. So that's number one. Our market will stay strong. Right. You know, you hear some buyers, I'm going to hold off till the market crashes. Well, keep (laughs) waiting because in our area, although prices are not appreciating like they were, Mm -hmm. they're still appreciating here. Yeah, they're, they're not going down. And they will continue to go up. I mean, you have so many right. new construction neighborhoods that you're still seeing the prices of those new construction neighborhoods continue to rise. Right. Was there a moment there in July, August, where a lot of the new home neighborhoods, you were seeing, we'll offer 10,000 closing costs. Mm-hmm. We're you know cutting the cost. We'll offer 4% interest. Because they did have a lot going on. And when the rates went up and things kind of turned a little bit and people paused, then they needed to get rid of inventory. But that was a momentary, you know, it was Mm -hmm. like, I mean, things come to a screeching halt or things pause a little bit. And that's what happened for that period. But you're not seeing that now. You know, we've even seen. Um, some of the stuff with realtors, I mean, with builders, they're not offering as many of the incentives like they were during that period. And that's kind of, you look at those little underlying things and you yeah. can see that we're still growing, you know? we I, I lived here when the Great Recession of 2007, 8, 9 you know, yeah. was here and, and the difference was a lot of people were losing their jobs. My neighbors that's lost right. their jobs. and. I don't know anybody that's losing their job. If they are, they're able to replace it easily. And that's the whole problem. Why Why the economy is so overheated is that they just can't uh, – they want unemployment to go. Unemployment is still at record low. So that, and what's happening is people are migrating. They're migrating to this market because we have great paying jobs in proportion to our price per square foot. Mm-hmm. We're still very affordable price per square foot compared to the other major – you know, tech markets or pharmaceutical markets. Um, and right. kind of going back to that question, Tanya, right. the, uh, my, my biggest, I, I feel like Mythbusters, 
my biggest source of misinformation is people doing their own research on the internet. The internet is a mis- mixed blessing. There's lots of good news. There's lots of bad news. There's lots of misinformation. And, and the other is family and friends just telling you, you know, Aunt Betty told me right. that, that I have to have an 8,000 credit score and 800,000 in the bank to buy a house. And, you know, I still flash back to a, a gentleman who bought a house and he'd been saving the 20% down that his mom told him he had to save for five years. And yeah. I said, you know what happened to the house prices in the last five years? Exactly. They said, went up. I said, you didn't have to put 20% down. He goes, I didn't know that. Right. And and the right. same thing was when I bought my first home, scared first-time home buyer. No one told me that I should refinance when rates drop. Yeah. I don't ever remember receiving that conversation. Right. My rate was almost 10% when I bought. Before I let you go, Tanya, I want to know this. Why Wicker Squared? Why Wicker Squared? Yeah. Because Julie and I, we're committed to helping you. We're not trying, we're not salespeople, but we're more like teachers and counselors, advisors. And we want to make sure that process is smooth. And we make friends, you know, lifelong clients and friends with, with a lot of our clients, not everyone, of course, but um, we, we want good experiences and we're going to walk you through, you know, Julie's gone you know, trying to get a listing. I have two where we go and do the extra mile. I mean, Julie went and cut grass um, for a listing because somebody didn't show up and she was waiting to have the photographer there. You know, we, we, our phones are, you know, we work late hours. We're going to answer that phone when you call or text Mm -hmm. or email, you know, we're not going to have you talk to somebody else, but most importantly, we're going to follow through and we're going to get you through that process so that you love our experience with us because it's all about reputation, too. And you want us to refer you to your family and friends. You know, it just you just do what's right. All right. I've got uh, Doug Anderson of Town Mortgage of the Carolinas. Same question. Why you? Why should we call you for a loan? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. Um, I, I like to diff- it, you know make a difference. Um in, you know, I'm a banker, but I don't work like a banker. I work like a realtor. That's, That's what I, right. I literally tell everybody. I work like a realtor. I have, I have only one source of, of income and, and household support, and that is real estate. And I don't do car loans. I don't do checking accounts. I work for a bank, and I don't work nine to five. I, I, if, if I don't get phone calls this afternoon on a Saturday from clients saying, hey, what's the payment going to be on this house? Or or a Sunday, I start to freak out. I I work like real estate agents do when the consumer is out looking at homes, and that is a big difference between you know your typical lender and uh, thank you. Uh, a mortgage professional. All right, thank you very much. We've run out of time. Thank you. This is making your home great. From home repair to remodeling, this is making your home great. I don't want to correct the fellow who comes in with a big voice and says, you should ask somebody, a qualified expert, certified professional, (laughs) but we've got him here. Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. You want to talk about uh, insulation or anything related to, you know, that mold underneath your crawl space? Brock, I'll talk to you today about it. Holly Bowers of RoofWorks. How are you, Holly? Good. How are you? Good. You got to speak right up. Um, Holly's uh, the operations manager of Roof. No, 
<laughs> you're shaking your head. Just kidding. Yeah, no, we're we're we've transitioned out of you, that. So no, you're not. And, well, no, I'm not. But I'm actually really excited because one of my fellow colleagues that have been with me, yeah, since really we started the same year, he's moved up into operations, oh, and okay. I've moved up into. I guess VP status. So Ooh, I'm not big uh, on titles, but I'm I'm very excited for the growth of the company, and I'm so proud of him. Roof, he, roof girl's not big on titles. I'm really. Not. <laughs> He's not roof no, girl. Listen, when I started, I was scrubbing toilets. So oh that's my gosh, just, that's just the way. Working your way up from the you, bottom. But your experience in contracting is what? Jeez, going way back. I mean, I've been in construction for. It's been 20 years now, just okay. about construction real estate. So I feel like I've just been doing it for so long that that's just kind of my thing. Yeah, you know, once you're in it, it just kind of sucks you in. And a lot of time goes by very quickly. And you look <laughs> yeah. back and you're like, God, I've been doing this 20 plus years now. I, I feel like it, it probably, yeah, it's right around there somewhere. But yeah, I love it. I mean, it's, it, that's exactly where I was supposed to be. And you like it because of what? What is it about this? I, just the challenge and I the most exciting part about getting into Roofworks was when I started they were just they were just starting out so yeah. there was like four of us there yeah. and it was the challenge of can we really do this and I knew from my experience coming from my previous company that I I was probably what they were looking for and so I took the challenge and yeah. just started small and worked hard every day with them and watched all the sacrifices and rolled my sleeves up and now here we are. You know, yeah, go ahead. Residential construction is just a unique industry, regardless of, of what uh, what area you specialize in, electrical and plumbing and so forth. Yeah. It keeps you on your toes. It's not like the job you go and sit in the cubicle and you run the same numbers every day. Right. You have new customers. You have new issues, new problems you're trying to solve. Yeah. So it's it's it keeps you on your toes, and it's, it keeps you interested and involved, and we're constantly learning yes. and, and changing our approach and, and how you do things. So it's it's fun. It's, uh, it's different every time. Well, what's different in roofing now than 20 years ago? Oh, geez. I mean, technology's come so far, and also, I mean, every situation is unique, so you never know what you're running up into. I mean, you're, every leak is different every yeah. building is different the architecture is different and so it's just exciting from that perspective because like he said you, you just you always grow and learn every single day you're also uh, with roofworks you're dealing with some people who are just looking for a repair yeah all the time i mean I, I, it's crazy i'm always on the show when it's raining and so yeah. it's always it always works out perfect <laughs> yeah because we need the rain. We need, yeah, we need the rain to identify where Strange the rain Strange weather we're having this yeah. February. Uh, yeah, it is. It was, what, 80 yesterday? <laughs> yeah, I have stuff blooming in my yard right now in yeah. late February. Yep. That's, a, that's a first for I'm me. thinking of planting things. I'm yeah. looking at the ground. I'm like, well, is it time to plant? No, you got to wait. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm hearing Jeff's Jeff's voice in, in the background, Jeff, Jeff Hastings, that'll say, no, no, another no. freeze is coming. Yeah, we just, <laughs> just wait. You can't count on it. But yeah, we've got this weird weather. It's raining. People are noticing leaks. Okay. And they get a leak and then they think, well, whoever comes out is going to want to sell me a whole new roof. Roofworks is not like that. We're definitely why? not. Because why would we? I mean, we're not going to go make you spend $20,000 if you don't need to. Right. That's not, we want relationships long term. We're not trying to make a quick buck right out of the gate. We want to make sure that. 
one, we check the roof, yeah. see what you're dealing with, first of all, and then just try to get you through until the next replacement. Sometimes people say, well, you know, I don't know. I don't think it's possible to repair a roof. You know, once it starts le- leaking, that's time to tear everything off. No, yeah, that is just education. It's just getting the right people to come out there to give you the right advice. You can repair a roof. You absolutely can. You, yep. And a shingle comes depending off. On, I, I want to say that depending yeah. on the situation. I mean, if it was installed improperly, you're going to continue to have problems forever. So yeah. there's some unique situations where you really do need the best advice because it just depends on how much money you want to spend and throw away. And a shingle comes off the roof. You can match it. It doesn't, you know. Age. I think age has yeah, a lot to do with age, that. Yeah. It's not. It, that's the problem because you're not in some shingles they don't make anymore. So right. Right. you run into that factor as well. Yeah. We you try know, to match as best as we can. But okay. It's not. It's, it's you're dealing with what you're dealing with. Yeah. Most anything that sits out in the sun long term is going right. to start changing colors and sure. shades and you sure. almost don't even notice it uh, until you put a brand new shingle up there and you're like whoa you know yeah. my, my roof is four shades lighter than it used to be so you can get pretty close to matching them but age of the roof has a lot to do with that i'd rather replace one mm-hmm. and have it stand out like a th- sore thumb then put $20,000 in a new roof. Well, yeah, especially if you have, you know, five to eight, ten years left. That, right. that wouldn't make any sense for you. Now, we've talked about ventilation a lot because Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier loves the subject of ventilation. <laughs> if you want to, if you're at a party somewhere and Brock is just kind of mumbling and he's not really engaged in conversation, just ask him about the heat in an attic. I will take them outside and sit them down <laughs> and teach them a thing or two. You know, look, I've, as as many years as I've been doing this and as many customers as we've dealt with, that I, we get up into their attic space and there's no ridge vent, there's no right. soffit vents. It's just not pro- – they have two gable vents, which are not overly efficient at all. And their bills are just through the roof. Yeah. Their insulation is fairly thick. Their yeah. HVAC system is only a few years old, mm-hmm. but they cannot cool down the top floor of their house. Mm-hmm. And, and then they improve their ventilation with a ridge vent or a solar attic fan. And I get a phone call, and they're like, I, I, it's just night yeah. and day. Thank yeah. you so much. I did not know. So, yes, I do enjoy talking about ventilation. Yeah. Uh, it helps a lot of people, and it helps people save money. Yeah. Uh, I, also, I'm, will save your roof. Your roof can cook if it doesn't have proper ventilation, and that's an expensive problem. I, I, I want to talk to Holly about that, but I want to ask you a question because I've started to look at the roofs in my neighborhood, and some of us have those, um, oh, gosh, what are they called? I knew it until I started to ridge form vent. this sentence. The ridge. No, no, it's the shape of the roof where the corners are cut off. The hip? It's a hip roof, mm-hmm. right, a hip roof. With a very small ridge at the top and of it. And they've got a ridge vent, right. It's not so small, but it's not as long as it should be. Right. On a regular roof, an A-frame roof, mm-hmm. the ridge vent goes from one end to the other. Right. On a hip roof, clearly, you don't have that distance. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, a, a, a personal story about that. Uh, we had a, a customer about two years ago had a hip roof. Yeah. Had a ridge vent on that hip roof. Now, the ridge vent was only about six feet long, and this, this area was mm. probably 1,300 square feet under under attic. Yeah. Um, 
And he paid us to come in and install a radiant barrier on the rafters because yeah. it got very, very hot up there for good reason. Now, I unfortunately at the time was not involved in that original inspection. And one of my inspectors that went out there recommended radiant barrier on the rafters, which mm-hmm. was correct. However, because it didn't have proper ventilation, mm-hmm. that little ridge vent was not enough to compensate for that amount of space. The insulation did not make the impact we were hoping for, so much so that I went out there and installed a solar attic fan at zero cost Mm -hmm. because I knew what the issue was. It was improper ventilation. Um, So, you know, you you run into those issues. You want to try to get those things corrected. And if you have a hip roof, don't rely on your ridge vent. You are going to probably want additional ventilation. Uh, the roofs are beautiful; kind of looks like a pyramid. Sure, uh, they are very attractive, but you want to have uh, two or three areas for for that heat to get out. Well, I looked at the neighbor's house, and that's his situation. Yeah, and he has no ventilation otherwise. It he probably gets very hot up there. Probably does. Yeah. Uh, Look at you. What's that? You learning this stuff? I'm learning this stuff. I'm knocking on his door, (laughs) saying, "You know, you probably should ventilate this thing." It's relatable, Uh, isn't it? Driving through neighborhoods, looking up at everybody's (laughs) house. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh, I go through. Pay attention now, Holly. I I go through. There's a neighborhood in Wilson where they got very tall pine trees. It's a beautiful old neighborhood. Problem is, every single house, every single roof is covered with pine straw. Yeah. And it gets in the corners, and it just stays there for years. We can't have that, can we? No, no, no. Pine straw especially is bad. Yeah? That's is the I chemical said. in it going to deteriorate the... Yeah, I mean, the sap has some sort of reaction with the asphalt. But yeah. like anytime you have anything on your roof that's yeah. not cleared out, it's going to bring moisture, and it's going to cause a lot of inner internal damage that you can't even see yet right rotten plywood i mean it does it does a lot of stuff holly bowers from roofworks is in the studio you get a question about uh roofs or anything else involved with i I say the roof gutters you guys will do gutters you'll do soffit and fascia repair yep right anything that's attached to the roof including ventilation talk to holly about it Skylights. Skylights, solar tubes. Chimney chase covers. What's that? Chimney chase covers. Chimney chase covers. What is that? So at the very top of the chimney, you have a chase cover. We do those too. That's what Santa has to remove before he comes down the chimney. Unscrew it. Right. All right. And Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier, you want to ask a question, call up right now, 919-860-860. 9783 and we will give you a gift certificate to high park bar and grill on making your home great fm 98.5 am 680 wptf fm 98.5 am 680 wptf making your home great with holly bowers from roofworks and brock emmons triangle radiant barrier okay a hot attic it's going to do what to your roof, Holly? Uh, it's definitely going to break it down faster. Yeah. If it's not ventilated properly, the shingles are not going to last as long. And it voids all the warranties if you don't have proper ventilation. It really? It yep. does. That What's... is in the fine print for all of the manufacturers. And, and I still see roofing companies go out there and put on 
30-year shingles right. with no ridge vent, no ventilation. So the, those companies are knowingly putting things on your roof and not doing everything needed for you to actually get the warranty for that product. Yeah. It's pretty important. Yeah. Okay, it, it, there's a there's a list of things that you have to abide by right. to get these warranties, and ventilation is one of them. Who's checking this? I mean, how do we how do we enforce that? I mean, that's the problem. Nobody's checking it. It's not. It doesn't become a problem until it is a problem, and then you know, you say you get the manufacturer out there to do the inspection, and they determine that it was improper installation. Mm-hmm. At that point, it's really the homeowner's fault if the roofing company isn't going to take the blame for it and the manufacturer will come out they will Mm -hmm. if they're yeah they will come out all right if you think there's um an issue with your shingles let's say uh we'll we'll go down the rabbit hole you paid a somebody came by and knocked on your door and wanted to replace your roof five years ago and you notice a leak this morning this roof is only five years old Mm-hmm. Well, you can't get the roofer on the phone anymore. He's out of state. Mm-hmm. So you call the manufacturer of the shingles. Mm-hmm. They're going to send somebody out there who's going to say, well, it wasn't installed properly and you don't have good ventilation. This voids your warranty. You're on your own. Yeah. And then you're sit- sitting there wondering how, you know, how did this happen? How did we get to this point? Which is why it's so critical when you're in a position to bring out a roofing company, make sure that you're you're using one that is a certified roofing company. These guys work with several different manufacturers. Right. Okay, these are the type of guys you want to come out and do that kind of work. And that's why I always stress about the installation because that is what matters more than anything else. Because you can get any product on the market, but if that yeah. if that company doesn't know how to install it correctly. Per, per the manufacturer's standards, it doesn't matter. Well, it's not, not going to last. I don't know. Roofs are roofs. How, how could you install something improperly? <laughs> as long as it covers the roof, I'm good, right? Yeah, that's. I mean, you would think so, but no, we see we see a lot. I've seen toilets installed backwards. Yeah, we've seen. You can definitely mess up a roof. <laughs> okay, all right, but but I mean. The underlayment has got to be a certain quality, yes? That, I mean, yeah, you can get away. You can do your standard underlayment. Okay. But like I said, with technologies come so far, there's, those products are there to protect you as just an extra layer of protection in case right. you have a shingle that falls off. It's not going to leak inside. Well, I'm just talking about you're trying to say that you got to go with people who are qualified. Yeah, 100%. What do the unqualified people do that's incorrect? That's, oh, that's a, that's the mystery. <laughs> that's that's a pretty easy one. They're they're not putting the nails where they're supposed to be. They're yeah. using the incorrect underlayment. Uh, if it's a a ten twelve roof, you're supposed to have a certain type of synthetic underlayment for those yeah. type of roofs, and they didn't go with that. Okay, they didn't put in ventilation. Right. Uh, so unfortunately, that right off the bat is going to void the warranty with the the, the material itself. There's yeah. a lot of things they can do wrong. Yeah, flashing it, work is a big one. That's that is a big one. Yeah, flashing. Yeah, that's where Drip a lot edge. of leaks. But yeah, that's where you see a lot of the problems too. The um, you're talking about warranty. How long should a roof last? Assume I buy it right now. Well, I mean, if you go with your architectural, um, typically those are going to 25, 30 years is yeah. what they're made for, and a lot of it depends on how where your roof is positioned based on the sun because if you're right. if you're out in an area open field and you get sun beating on it all day it's that roof isn't going to last as long as a different roof that's shaded or even sun facing 
Well, and maintenance has a lot to do with it. Think about your your brand new car. You buy a yep. brand new car. Yep. How long is that car that car going to last you? A, about a year and a half. <laughs> if if, you, if you never change the oil, <laughs> That's right? That's right. <laughs> so as long as you're doing regular maintenance, these things can actually last a very, very long time. If you put it up there once and then never look at it again, and 15 years goes by, yeah, you, you probably have several items up there that need to be addressed before they cause major issues. Yeah, and and and, and which products you put on depends on everything. What causes the most areas of drip? Is it the shingle? Uh, usually it's the penetrations. Anytime you have a hole cut in the roof, you're, yeah. if they're not sealed properly or done properly, that's usually where you see, that's where the first leaks come through. That's why the old skylights, you know, the old school skylights, they just, they used to leak pretty badly because yeah. they didn't really know how to install them properly back mm-hmm. then. The yeah. stuff that we have now, I mean, they're they're great. Well, and that was plexiglass and that cracked right. because that, I mean, it wasn't good with the sun beating on it. I have to tell you, but you talk about ventilation. My daughter bought a house in in the Raleigh area, and it's an older home. It's not two hundred years old, but it's you know it's an older home. We can tell from the way it's set up and the you know interior, and it's got these spinning things. It's got this pipe that comes out on yep. a whirly bird. A whirly bird yeah. on a roof, and I I look I still looked at it and I said that's old. It is, yeah. When you see those, that's old. I mean, that's the turbine fans, but um, typically, if, if she's going to do a replacement, we would take those out and put the ridge vent system on. You would, but that's what it was for—is for if it was windy, yeah. And you had like seven of those up there. I'd yeah. say they probably work fairly well. Yeah. If it's not windy, you could have twenty of them up there, and they're not working that well. So they're just—they're just not efficient. It's just a pipe that draws all the hot air out. If it's spinning. If it's spinning. Well, it's like a fan, negative pressure. So when sure. it's spinning, it's pulling the air up out of the <laughs> attic. If it's not spinning, it's just a hole in the, a hole in the roof. Okay, I think we're I think when she does the roof, she's going to call Roofworks. Good. And we're going to we're going to straighten that out. Yeah, that's an old roof. If if you see those on there, that's an old. You don't see too many roofs of those anymore. It's probably 25, 35 years old at least. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Holly Bowers from Roofworks. We're talking about roofs. I last hour ended with a conversation with uh, Tanya Wicker Hunt. I just said, "Why, why Wicker Squared?" Well, let's ask Holly Bowers. Why should I go to Roofworks? There's a lot of reasons to come to us. Because first of all, we truly do care. We're gonna be honest with you. Our team is excellent, and we just want to do the right thing. We want to get, we want to put the right products on, do the right type of work, and just build relationships because we're here for the long run, and we're not going anywhere. Well, I can tell you why. Yeah, options. Please. Yeah, Roofworks has a lot of options depending on types of shingles, types of roofs. Yeah, they're able to do just about any kind of roof that's out there, and there are not many roofers that can do that. There are a lot that specialize in just TPO, flat roof commercial, mm-hmm. some that specialize in residential. Roofworks is across the board. They're able to do uh, metal roofs, TPO, just about anything out there with lots of options in each category. I can go to metal roof if I want. You can do whatever you want. I mean, we've got teams that can do every every product. I can, I can put copper. 
Hey, on please my, put copper on. I, copper is amazing. It no, is no. very pretty to look at. Yes. I got too much money, and I want to spend it on copper uh, it's stuff. A, it's a great investment. It's a great investment. Well, of course it's it a is. great Put it in the house. All right, Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier is here, along with Holly Bowers from RoofWorks. We'd love to hear from you at 919-860-9783. That's 919-860-9783. Making your home great. Making your home great. FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier and Holly Bowers from RoofWorks on the radio today. And we're going to welcome Wilma to the airwaves. Hi, Wilma. Where are you calling from? Uh, from uh, Benson. Johnson from Benson. County. So what can I do for you? Yes, sir. Uh, I was just listening to you about the roof. Yes. We had our new roof put on our house about three years ago. Yes. And the only ventilation I think we have is the ridge roll they put there. And I hear you talking about that. So what else can we do to add to the ventilation? Soffits. Yeah, um, you can do soffits along the eave. I mean, the ridge, if you have the ridge vent on and you have soffit vents, you should be fine. If we have what? Was that last thing you the said? The soffit vents, which would be the ventilation that's up underneath the eaves. By the gutter. So if you walk out your front door and you look up and you can see the gutter, about six to eight inches behind the gutter on your soffit, you should have vents. That's your fresh air intake. With the little hose up there? Yes, yes. ma'am. Okay, I think we do. Perfect. Yeah, if you have good soffit ventilation and a good ridge vent, then you are about as good as you need to be when it comes to ventilation. The the air is going to go to the edge and then go to the tip of the roof and come out. That's right. Yeah, Yeah, that fresh air pushes the heat up. And that ridge vent is, I mean, that's one of my favorite forms of ventilation. There's nothing to break. It just uses physics. All the heat in the attic rises to the tallest point which is the peak of the roof. Right. If you have a ridge vent right there at the peak, all that heat transfers out. Wilma, what does it look like in your attic? Do you have... Um, it, cha- it is it's open. We, we actually, it's already primed if we wanted to finish that. It has the plumbing and the electrical. Very nice. Plat, uh, attic, you know, it's full, can be finished and have a, a place up there with rooms in it, you know. Is there insulation in it? Uh, no, sir. Okay. Not to it be finished. On the... On the uh, on each side there where they had the plumbing thing and that type of thing, but not where you walk, you know, it's, it's, it's yeah. plywood down right now. Yeah. Yeah. They, they probably have R38 underneath that plywood, you know, before they went in and put the plywood in, but I doubt that uh, it's insulated for, for finished living space yet. And if she ever wants to turn that into living space mm-hmm. and it, to insulate it and drywall and everything, right? she's got to have channels for the air to go from that soffit vent to the ridge vent. Very correct. How yeah. about that? They, they refer to those as baffles. Baffles. So, yeah, if she ever wanted to convert that into living space, uh, after they come in and they pass the framing inspection yeah. uh, and the electrical and the plumbing rough in, once yeah. that gets passed, then we're able to come in and insulate. And we install baffles when putting R30C in the vault so there's an airflow channel for air to get up to the main main attic space. Wilma, I'm learning about roofing. <laughs> if we ever, if we ever, if and when we do decide to do that, yeah. we will certainly give y'all a call because I'm interested in how you do things and, and the techniques that you offer there. Oh, we'd be more than happy to help. Wilma, do you have any other questions for Holly or for Brock? I do have one more. Yeah. And... What is supposed to be on the chimney? We built this house was built in in eighty eight. Say it again. What is supposed to be on the the chimney? 
chimney. On top of the house. Oh, yeah. It goes all the way through. We have our fireplace, and then it goes right on out. So do you mean on the top of the chimney? or yeah, the, on the top, on the top. So it really depends on what you have up there, because sometimes um, you've just got cement, and you've got the flue pipe coming out, and then sometimes you'll have a chase cover. So I, we could definitely come out and take a look at it to see what you need. To see if you just need crown seal installed or if you actually need a new chase cover. I just wonder what, what is best to have at your chimney. I mean, I don't, I'm not chase. sure what's up there. Yeah, I mean, it would be a chase, but if if it's that old, I'm thinking probably crown seal. So I would say that's a unique situation. So let yeah. us come out and take a look because I don't want to give you the wrong advice until we put our eyes on it. And and Wilma, I have to say that there's there's a point on the the – the RoofWorks website where they talk about their previous jobs. Okay. And they will go miles and miles to replace somebody's gutters. (laughs) They'll go miles and miles. Minor repairs. They'll go to Benson to replace a shingle if there's a leak. Okay. So go ahead and call them because they're happy to make the trip. Okay, that sounds very good. All right, I'm going to put you on hold. Our fellow's going to get you, get your information because we're going to send you a gift certificate to um, High Park Bar and Grill, the place for lunch and dinner with daily food and drink specials. Sorry, Wilma, I don't have anything closer. Uh, <laughs> but they've got fried chicken, prime rib, and the $6 burger on Fridays. They are the place to go. Indoor and outdoor seating available at 625 East Whitaker Mill Road in Raleigh. I want to talk about door knockers. People who come to your house and say, you know, I just finished your neighbor's house, but I got a lot of shingles left. Uh, I'd like to repair your roof. Holly, talk to me about these people. (laughs) Well, there's just a lot to be careful about. The first thing is if if they do knock on your door, don't let them on your roof. If you feel like you may have issues from storm damage, the first thing you need to do is call your adjuster and get your insurance adjuster out. Because if you let them get on the roof, what we're seeing around the area especially is they're getting up there and they're they're causing malicious damage. Really? At that point, it's very hard to prove. Mechanical damage is is what they refer to that. And and many, many, many years ago when I was in roofing, I, I personally witnessed it. Um, uh, by guys that were working on a roof opposite of, yeah. of one my guys were working on. The old school tricks are pennies. They'll get up there and use pennies to cause impact marks in your shingles to make it look like it was impacted by sh- by hail. Yeah. But over the years, uh, inspectors got very wise to that and would start looking for any copper that was embedded in the markings. So they started using dimes and nickels, but those would leave their own. So they started using silver dimes and nickels. Yeah, I'm telling you, there are guys out there that will get up there and tear your roof up, trying to make it look like wind did it or hail did it. Yeah, So they can convince your insurance company to buy you a new roof. That is very taboo, very, very taboo. But it happens. But it does happen. Yes, it does. All the time. And that's and that's the first way to prevent it is do not let anybody access your roof. So call your insurance, get the adjuster out there. And the other thing is do not sign any contracts that you cannot see. 
Yeah. They're trying to get you to sign off on a contract that's on an iPad or something like that. Oh yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of wording in that fine print that you probably can't read. And sometimes you're signing your rights away and giving them the power of attorney to your insurance company. Right. Oh, and yeah. what that means is that you basically lost all control. They have full control and if the roof was not done correctly and you signed your rights away, yeah. There's nothing you can do about that. Well, kind of eased into the whole insurance thing. And you're comfortable working with insurance companies, I'm sure, right. at RoofWorks. I had a situation. I For about a year, I worked for a company, and we did insurance repair. And when we got a check, it was written to the homeowner and the contractor because nothing was going to get done. Nobody was going to sign off on it until the customer was happy but it was written to the contractor and the roofing company or you know repair company is that standard you know i'm not sure ever i think every insurance company is different the yeah. way that they do things so that's really probably up to that insurance provider but the most important thing is just stressing that we've we're seeing these issues and like brock said they're everywhere all the time yeah and the only way to prevent it is to educate the homeowners on what to do and what not to do when you're letting people access your property or giving them access to your insurance companies whether yeah. it's home insurance health insurance you're signing your rights away and that's very private information that you should never let anybody else take control of. Right. And I think that's where a lot of this has happened because the homeowners are not educated the way they need to be. And so the more that we can talk about it, hopefully the more it lessens all of these things from happening. And it really starts preventing this fraud because customers that are involved in this could be charged as an unwitting accomplice. And I don't think they realize that either. So this is a really serious business going on. Yeah. And you don't want to get in trouble by the law for something that you didn't even know that you were a part of until you were a part of it, and then it's too late. You know, Craig, the floor guy, and, and I have been on the show before talking sure. about the different industries that are governed by licensing, mm -hmm. um, HVAC, electrical, plumbing, that kind of stuff, but all of the different trades that are not roofing insulation okay there's there's a lot of trades out there that are not governed the way that these these other trades are and it makes it unfortunate because it puts you know some roofing companies and some contractors outside of the roofing industry in positions to take advantage of clients and not yeah. have any repercussions yeah because nobody came in behind them to check the work to ensure it was done properly. There's there's no inspector that comes out. There's I, I spend twenty grand on my roof, and nobody comes out and inspects from the county or the city. No. Yeah, no. that's that's the problem too. Is I mean, I we can't seem to understand that. It's a lot of money. There's a lot of money being passed across the board here, and it's right. just some of it's not legit, and the stuff that is that's great, but just be careful. Be very careful. Okay. I want to talk about skylights. You guys do skylights. In fact, if I wanted a skylight, the only company I'd go to would be you because you're a roofing company. That's right. I mean, we put on so many skylights. We've been doing it for years and years. And that's a skylight is just one of those components that if it's not done properly, it is going to leak. It's very important. It's a huge hole. That's cut. It's, it's one of the biggest penetrations you can put on a roof is a skylight. Right. right. And I want I want a company that's comfortable up on the roof 
to put the skylight on. Yes, I would absolutely only use a roofing company to put skylights in. And I don't have to do it when I'm replacing the roof. No, you can, you can cut skylights in any time. That's the cool thing about it. That was going to be my question. Do you guys only replace uh, skylights that are existing, or can you take and actually install a skylight into an area that did not have one already? Oh, yeah. We do new cut-ins all the time. Nice. New cut-ins are amazing. It's great to see the before and afters on those yeah. because those projects are some of the coolest projects. And, and the quality of the skylight, clearly from the 70s, has has improved yeah 150% but i can get a skylight with louvered blinds and a remote control and a remote control <laughs> yeah well, they have the solar blinds now which are so cool and that What's just that? runs that means the cool thing about the solar blinds is nothing has to be wired so you have a solar panel that's on yeah. the roof yeah and that's what powers the the blind and oh, they yeah. also have the venting skylights that are yeah. powered by the solar panel that it can open and close. Oh, yeah. And so it, everything is programmed. It works off of a remote, and that's the coolest thing about it. You can get light filtering, blackout blinds. Blackout would be no light at all once really? the shade is down. So if you have it over your bed or areas that you just don't want to have any light, that that's what they're there for. All different designs and patterns. They're just really cool. And, and I can get this. I need one more remote on the coffee table. <laughs> I can get this like open and vent the house. Yes, that's the venting skylights are the best. Now, is this going to cost me the the cost of a used Honda Accord, or is this <laughs> fairly fairly uh, uh, inexpensive to have done? You know, or right there in the middle. Yeah, it just depends on what size. I mean, a lot of it, or we size it by the rafter size. Sometimes you do have to do framework, right. and at that point, you right. need you know to get an engineer involved. Right. But if you can cut in between the rafters and get everything framed up. Uh, your typical two by four skylight, you're probably looking at a cut in between twenty five hundred and four thousand. Oh, that's not too bad. It just depends. I mean, that's yeah, that's not too bad at all. We were just wondering how how many miles on the Honda. Yeah, <laughs> Honda. Well, and in twenty twenty three, yeah, that yeah. sounds about right. Yeah, because you, right. you have to do the interior trim work because everything has to be trimmed out on right. the inside and sheetrock and painted and and trim. it looks beautiful. Oh, it looks beautiful. And you also do sun tubes. What are those? The sun tunnels. Yeah, sun tunnel. Yeah, yeah. So sun tunnel is another way to add natural light, but it's just um and more closed off areas like mm-hmm. hallways, closets, bathrooms, things like that. It's a cheaper way to add light but if you want to maximize your light skylights are always going to give you the most sunlight and the sun tunnel i don't see the clouds it's not like i'm looking up through the tube and seeing the clouds it's that when it's sunny i get a nice sunny glow in my house right without having to turn the lights on and the cool thing is you also get moonlight in there too which is really cool wow all right we're talking with holly bowers of roofworks and brock emmons of triangle radiant barrier I still have another $25 gift certificate to High Park Bar and Grill. And if I get two callers, if we get two callers in the next couple of minutes, everybody wins. Call us up at 919-860-9783 on Making Your Home Great. Making Your Home Great starts at 1 o'clock every Saturday on FM 98.5, AM 680. Holly Bowers from Roofworks and uh, Brock Hammonds of Triangle Radiant Barrier are here along with Elaine in Raleigh. Elaine, welcome to the show. How you doing? Uh, very good. Good. What's up? 
uh, I have a ridge roof yeah. and tree debris uh, from a maple tree mm-hmm. comes in through that ridge uh, vent yeah. and just covers everything in the attic. It's an awful mess. Mm-hmm. Is that normal for a ridge roof, or was this installed incorrectly? Or I don't think it was. In, I wouldn't say it was installed incorrectly, but they probably used unfiltered vent. And in your case, you need to get ridge vent that's filtered so that it protects all of those things from coming inside. So, what does she have to do now? Uh, I mean, she have to replace it. I would. If it, yeah, if it bothers you to that point and you do want to prevent it, then we could certainly come out and put the filtered ridge vent on. But we'd have to get different ridge vent and different ridge cap shingles. But we can we can we can help you with that. Yeah, it's a pretty simple repair. You just pull off the old ridge vent and install one that uh, is filtered, and it keeps out a lot of debris, keeps out a lot of bugs, uh, among other items that get up in there. I always wondered about rain in hurricanes. You know, the, does the rain get in? It depends, depends if the what direction the wind is blowing. It's, sure. it's not very common. But, yeah, if you have 50-mile-an-hour winds blowing the water uphill on sure. your roof, sure. then there's a chance that you could get water blow back in a ridge vent. But it's not very common. That's a very, very aggressive storm. Elaine, how, how dirty is your attic? I mean, you know, how much are you getting? It is awful. Yeah. Uh, you know, maple trees have those really little things that like are like little helicopter boys. Right, yeah. right. And, the seeds. Uh, you know, it's just made it so that there's no uh, way to store anything there without it getting messed up. So is your roof, Are you? Are you? do you need replacement anytime soon? Or have you just had it done recently? Uh, probably at least another 10 to 15 years before because it has the 30-year shingles. Okay, yeah, I would say then that's, I mean, because it does sound like it's a lot. But if you want to give us a call, we can we can come out and do that ridge vent for you. The good thing is, is that's okay. a pretty easy problem to solve. Right, that's really? a fairly simple fix. Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. All right, Elaine, hold on. I'm going to give you a $25 gift certificate to High Park Barn Grill, the place. For lunch and dinner, they've got daily food and drink specials. Of course they do, including fried chicken, prime rib, $6 burger on Fridays, and a whole lot more. Indoor and outdoor seating available. They are at 625 East Whitaker Mill Road in Raleigh. Thank you, Elaine. So you got a showroom, Holly? We do. Our showroom is awesome, too. Really? Because we wanted to have a place around town locally that people could come to look at all the different options because outside of going to distribution centers there's really no roofing company in town that has a showroom yeah and so we just wanted you to know that you have tons of options like brock said before you make decisions just come look at the styles and all the differences in the products and just get educated because that was the whole thing we want to educate and make sure that people grow and learn before they sign contracts and feel good about their decisions. And see, that's how I shop. My wife can can get on to Amazon and yeah. order three shirts, and they all show up and they fit her. I can't yeah. do that. I yeah. have to go into the store. I have to try it on. I have to make sure it's what I want. Yeah. If I want a sofa, I don't want to buy it online. Right. I want to show up. I want to sit down on it. I want to make sure it's a comfortable, uh, comfortable chair. Well, if I'm about to spend $20,000 on a roof, Yep. I don't want to pick that out of a catalog. I want to show up. I want to touch it. I want to feel it. 
I want to ask a hundred questions about it to make sure that I'm getting exactly what I'm looking for. And I was, I had a roof repaired under an insurance claim, and I have to admit they did that. They just came out with a brochure, right? And we had like four items we could pick from, mm-hmm. and we pointed to one, and that was it. You guys have more than four options, don't you? <laughs> There's more than four <laughs> options out there. I mean, yeah. We want to show you all the products, so that's why that's why it's so important to come to the showroom. Because even the colors, if you look at the colors online on yeah. the, the manufacturer's websites, depending on the resolution on your computer, right. the color is going to look different right. on your computer than it will in person. I always tell people to come get the sample boards, take it to your house, yeah. and match it up to your siding. Make sure you have it in the sunlight, yeah. because seeing it in our showroom, I always have people go outside because it looks different inside than it does outside. So you you do have samples that you can oh, send yes. out. Oh, yes, and it's important. And also, right around, we have big reference list of all the different jobs that we've done with the colors and the manufacturer and the style. Yeah. I, we want you to ride around and look at these houses because... You might think one product looks great, but if you don't see a different one, how do you know? All right. Holly Bowers from RoofWorks and Brock Hammonds of Triangle Radiant Barrier on making your home great. Bob in Raleigh. Hello. How are you? Hey, Dave. Um, You know not to ask me that. Sorry. Bob, welcome to the show. (laughs) Never ask him how good he is. He's not good. It's all downhill from here. (laughs) All right, Bob. All fact, no brag. (laughs) What do you got? Um, what do you got going on? I got a chimney question. Yeah. Um, subsequent to an annual, I got a wood for, wood burning fireplace. Yeah. Subsequent to an annual chimney sweep job, mm-hmm. we discovered a problem that I'm not real clear on, but it has to do with the top of the chimney. So yeah. I went on probably Angie's list. I don't know. Found somebody who's supposed to know this stuff. They came out here got up on a roof, looked at a chimney, told me I had something wrong with the concrete. I, the reason I'm not clear on this is because like two years ago. Yeah, that's fine. Anyhow, they, they emailed me an estimate. It's in four figures. And I figured, you know, I don't really have a problem that I know of. So I didn't pursue it at right. the time. But now that I, I listen to your show all the time and I find out RoofWorks deals with chimneys, which I didn't know, I'm thinking... Would I be able to, like, I still have the estimate and the description of work on my PC. Would I be able to email that to RoofWorks and have them, you know, look at it and see what they think? Yeah, Bob, you can send it to me. It's at it's just holly at roofworks.com. But that's, that's what I was, when I mentioned Crown Seal earlier yeah. to the other lady that we talked to, that's what Crown Seal does. And it sounds like you probably do have that concrete up there that's breaking that just you know if it's not in a condition where you need to put more mortar or concrete up there the crown seal that's what crown seal does it seals all of those holes the cracks to make sure that everything is watertight and it's pretty effective too it, yeah it is very effective and that's well, in, 35 years old okay well, well we'll come out and take a look but you also have other options too so let us get our team out there and i wouldn't we're going to want to put our eyes on it and not really go off of what somebody else said. So if we could set up a time to come out and take a look at it okay. and give you a good well, assessment. Well, maybe I can just come by your place, your shop, because I live right off of Trinity Road. I'm oh, yeah. Close to you. Yep, stop by uh, and we'll and, help and you out. Bring, bring this quote and description with me and maybe you can figure something out. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely be able to find a good solution for Great. you. That sounds like All right. 
Thank you, Bob. Congratulations. You have won that $25 gift certificate to High Park Bar and Grill, the place for lunch and dinner with daily food and drink specials, including the fried chicken, prime rib, and the $6 burger on Fridays. It's an extra $9 for cheese. I'm just kidding. No, it's a $6 burger. It's a great deal. Indoor and outdoor seating available. East Whitaker Mill Road, 625 East Whitaker Mill Road in Raleigh. If you're listening from High Park Bar and Grill, just remember that we love you. We really do. Yeah, chimneys can be a problem. Um, uh, it, it's so important to make sure they're flashed and, and, and leak-proof, waterproof as, as much as you can make them. Yeah. And every once in a while, we even find a chimney in a house that the customer never knew existed. Oh, yeah. They, <laughs> they walled over the, the, the chimney downstairs. It was just part of the wall, but you can find a big brick chimney going up through the, wow. through the attic space, and it's leaking because it, you know, they walled oh, it over gosh. 20 years ago. Oh, my gosh. Holly Bowers, how should we contact you to get in touch with RoofWorks? What's the website? All right, website is roof com, and then you can call us at 919-852-2660. And Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. TriangleRadiantBarrier.com or 919-986-8808. And that, my friends, is making your home great for this week. Take care. We'll see you next week.